0: Good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Sunday morning service at Steve's Nykirk at the communion service you'll see this morning. I uh, want to welcome any visitors we have with us, and we just pray that you'll be blessed as you meet with us in God's presence. And a welcome too to those listening from home.
1: Well, today we do offer our prayers to our Heavenly Father for the Queen's family in this time of grieving and for King Charles III. We pray that many would be inspired by the faith of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II and also that they would come to know faith in Christ. We now join in worship to our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And as we lift up our hearts, yes, in gratitude for the life of our Queen, for her long reign, her commitment to crown and country, to church and faith. Today we also remember her love of Scotland, the land, its people, and its church. And so we now join together in our opening hymn. So let's unite our hearts in prayer. Let's pray. Lord, today we honour the life and mourn the passing of Queen Elizabeth and her exceptional reign, her deep affection for her people, her lifelong desire to serve the common good, her humility and grace, hard work and dedication. Lord, we do thank you Lord, be with King Charles and the members of the royal family as they mourn the loss of a mother and grandmother as well as a friend and monarch. In the royal palaces, we pray, crown them with your loving kindness. And be with our national leaders, the First Minister and the Prime Minister. Lord, especially at this time of uncertainty and change, in the corridors of power, crown them with your heavenly wisdom. Be with her people in nation and commonwealth as they mourn a monarch and a peacemaker. Be with those who are struggling to make peace, longing for healing, grieving the loss of someone they love. And Lord, in pain and grief, crown the nations of the earth with the light of your love. And so now, as we come to a moment's silence, we remember with thanksgiving the life of Elizabeth, your servant and our Queen, that she may rest from her labours and rejoice in the one whom she worshipped as King of kings and Lord of lords. And so to you, Lord Jesus, we look up for you are the true King, the one and only in whom we worship this day and for all our lives. Lord, we thank you that yes, one day we will be reunited with the saints, all who have put their trust in the Lord Jesus. Lord, what a joy to see them face to face. And there we will see, yes, Elizabeth once again, but Lord, all our attention will not be on past kings or queens or even those close to us. But Lord, all our eyes will be fixed upon Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Lord Jesus, I pray that today would be a foretaste of that glorious day. Lord, may our eyes be set heavenward and grant us your peace. I would ask us now, if you're able, Please be upstanding as we now have a minute silence. So Almighty God, whose Son Jesus Christ was crowned not with gold but with thorns, and whose blood was shed to give life to the world, crown us with your love, that we may serve one another with humility and joy, and your kingdom come with peace on earth through the same Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, now and now. Forevermore. Amen.
0: This morning's Bible reading is taken from Luke uh, chapter 23 and reading from verses 32 to 43. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right the other on his left Jesus said Father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing and they divided up his clothes by casting lots the people stood watching and the rulers even sneered at him they said he saved others let him save himself if he is God's Messiah the chosen one the soldiers also came up and mocked him Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. God will bless the reading of his holy word.
1: Amen. We're going to look together in Luke's Gospel there in chapter 23, the verses that Billy read earlier. And as we consider these verses, we're on the road again to Calvary. As Jesus walked that road to the cross, I want you to notice what wasn't on the road. You didn't see anybody there pointing to Jesus saying, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You didn't find that on the road of Calvary. You didn't find Peter there pointing at Jesus saying, What have I to do with you? I am a sinful man. You didn't find Peter there declaring, Thou art the Christ. No, you didn't find that on the road to Calvary. And you didn't find even Nicodemus pointing to Jesus. I know you have come from God. No, that was all absent on that dark road to Calvary. But what did we find on that dark road? When you read through the Gospels, you see women wept. The crowds just stared. Some didn't even have words to express their feelings. Soldiers tortured Christ. And then, of course, even the religious leaders of the day just mocked Jesus. That's what you find on the road to Calvary. It's amazing, isn't it? But you know, one thing I've noticed is that the darkest roads, God always causes a light to shine so brightly. And I've known it in my own life, and I know that many of you here today can give testimony too, how on the darkest road that you've walked, the light of Christ seems to shine brighter. And so true. And I know even in a day like today when many are grieving through the nations at the loss of a queen. But you know, even on that dark road to Calvary, a light began to shine. Do you remember Simon of Cyrene? The one who was forced into carrying the cross for Jesus. What a light shone upon his heart. Because after he carried that cross, we don't read much about him, but we do read about his children, how they came to follow Jesus. And you'll read about them in the book of Acts. Rufus and Alexander. It just makes me think that Simon of Cyrene, who carried the cross for Jesus, he must have gone back home after Passover and he must have told them all about Jesus and what he did for him. And then, of course, there was the centurion. Truly, this is the Son of God. But this morning, we also notice a thief. There in his dying hours, he's on the brink of death. Almost going from a place of darkness into a place of eternal darkness to be eternally separated from all that is good to be eternally separated from all that is light and love and joy and peace he's on the brink of going into a lost eternity but yet notice in Luke's gospel and in the other gospels too we get a wonderful picture Of where the light of Christ shines onto the darkest road of this thief's life. He may have thought he had been through some darkness, but now look at this thief, and in fact, even his companion. And so this morning, I want us just to reflect on these two thieves. First of all, notice the two thieves before death. We're told that they were thieves, robbers. The old King James calls them malefactors. They were those who committed crimes in the open. That tells you something. Those who were willing to commit crimes during the day without any shame. It reveals a hardened, wicked heart. They didn't care if they were caught. It may have been that one Of these thieves, he could have well been one of the leaders who opposed Rome. We're told that he and his friend, his companion there on the cross, they were so hardened in their sins that they had no shame. And then Matthew goes on to tell us as well in his gospel that both thieves began to mock Jesus. Both of them were hurling insults. You know, we often think of that, that thief who said, Lord, remember me, but we forget how he began on that cross. He was right beside Jesus, yes, and his companion was on the other side of Jesus, but he began to mock Jesus too. We're told for a time he was putting insult upon Christ. The two thieves probably were encouraging one another, laughing at our Saviour. These two thieves both had broken the law of the land. But more, they had also broken the laws of God. They were sinners. They had sinned before death we see not just two thieves, but we see two sinners. Two souls who were not right with God. They had broken the laws of God, which is more severe. Especially knowing where they would be heading into a place of outer darkness, the Bible calls it. All sinners. told in the scriptures have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God you know we often look at these thieves and we say oh well they must have been really wicked and we would never think of ourselves in their place do we but you know Luke's gospel actually highlights and wants us to think upon these two thieves and Luke wants to tell us that do you know this they're just like us You may not feel today that you've broken the law of the land. You may feel that, no, you've kept the laws and you've never been that bad. But how many of us today have broken even one of the laws of God? How many of us have sinned today? The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so when we look at these thieves, we could easily put ourselves in that place too. And so the thieves' position, no different to ourselves, we find two sinners on a cross. But what I love about this gospel is notice that despite their past, despite even their present circumstances they both have christ at their side i like that imagine knowing that yes we've all sinned we've all blundered we've all made a mess in some ways but imagine knowing that okay lord i've made a mess of my my life and maybe today some of you, you know, you're, you, you put your trust in the Lord and you feel as if you've messed your, your Christian life. But isn't it lovely to know that, oh, if Christ is at our side, I can cope. And you know, as Christ was at the side of these thieves, as he stood at their side, we're told that one thief grew harder. I find that remarkable. That one thief having Jesus at your side. One who is there for you. Isaiah reminds us he's the friend of sinners. Jesus is there in the heart of Calvary. A friend to sinners. And a sinner there has more contempt for him. And his heart gets harder and harder and harder. But notice the other thief. There's another thief there the one who had mocked Jesus, the one who threw insults at him, now his heart is beginning to turn. His heart is becoming softer. With Christ at his side, Jesus is becoming sweeter. Jesus is becoming brighter to him. And so, yes, we see the two thieves before death. Two thieves who had sinned, who had broken the law of God. But notice these two thieves before death. One grew harder and one grew gentler. One grew softer to the things of God. And you know, that should shake me. But you know, when I was younger, I've often told you, I used to think when I was younger that I'm going to become a Christian when I'm 96. I thought, if I become a Christian when I'm 96, that means I can enjoy my whole life. I can play in the dance bands, drink away, party away. Oh, I could have the time of my life. And then when I'm old and I can't cope with that kind of lifestyle anymore, I can then put my trust in the Lord. I can ask the Lord to be my saviour, forgive me for all my sins. And then, wow, I would get the best of both worlds. Isn't that a good (laughs) bet to make with yourself? Well, see, when I look now at the two thieves, boy, I'm so glad that I responded to God's presence when he came, when the Lord came to my own bedroom. I'm so glad I received him. I'm so glad I received his forgiveness and mercy at that moment. Because here's a thief, he's about to die, and he gets harder. You would think that he would have thought well i'm going to die anyway i might as well put my trust in this man if he is who he is but no he mocked all the more two thieves before death but now i want you to notice the two thieves on the brink of death for one thief the mocking and the insulting had left a foul taste in his mouth and the atmosphere now changes. And as I mentioned, this single thief, so hardened, his heart tenderly is being changed. Christ at his side has an effect upon him. The light of the glory of Christ is touching this man's heart. And here he is, The grace of God reaching down to the chief of sinners. One who had no shame, who would commit wickedness in, in daylight, in front of crowds. Here he was now, the chief of sinners. The grace of God comes down to him and touches his life. The love of God shed abroad. these thieves were facing their final enemy, death. And they were going to be facing death alone. But one of those thieves, he had nothing. He couldn't come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I've been going to the synagogue. I've been going to church. I've been praying. I've been reading my Bible. I've been a good boy for many... That These thieves didn't have any history. They couldn't offer Jesus anything. And even the, the thief whose heart began to change, who softened, he had nothing. He couldn't say, Jesus, let me come into your kingdom because of, look, I've been a good boy. He wasn't. There on the brink of death, all that thief could sing was, nothing in my hands I bring simply to thy cross I cling. That's all he could sing. He had nothing but Christ. Can you imagine being in a place where you have nothing to offer the Lord? Lord, oh, can I get into heaven? If I have a better life for you, look at my life. Do you know the only thing that thief had was Christ, was Christ he had nothing. And he just held on to Christ. As grace began to touch his life, he clung all the more onto the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. He held on to Jesus, knowing you, Jesus. That's all I want to know. You're the best. You're the friend of sinners. Lord Jesus, I just want you I don't have any prayers. I don't have any history of going to the synagogue. I I haven't been worshipping God, but I'm just holding on to you. That was the thief on the brink of death. He cries out, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Notice the change of heart. What's happened? He he came to believe with all his heart that Jesus was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He knew that Jesus was going to enter into his kingdom. And what does the thief say? "When When you enter your kingdom, please remember me. He was convinced of the gospel, he was convinced of Christ. can I put it another way? The thief just cried, don't forget me. Don't forget me. Have you ever prayed like that? Have you ever gone through the dark road of Calvary? Have you ever suffered? Have you ever known pain? Have you ever known such a loss that breaks your heart and you feel as if God's not there? You feel as if the Lord is in his heavens and you are on your own. Have you ever come to a place where you've just cried out, Lord, don't forget me. Don't forget me. On the brink of death, a thief cries out, don't forget me. Don't forget me. As I go through the storm, Don't forget me as I go through this illness. Lord, don't forget me as I go through this heartbreak. Lord, don't forget me as I go through this heartache. Lord, don't forget me in the midst of all my problems, in the midst of all my fears, in the midst of all my anguish. Lord, don't forget me. And now I want us just for a moment... To think of these two thieves beyond death. We've seen them before death and on the brink of death. But now beyond death, we know that one just hardened and died in sin. One died in his sins. The other died to sin. He came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as his Saviour and his King and his Lord. He knew forgiveness. He knew mercy. He knew grace. He knew love. He knew such light. And so beyond death, what did Jesus say to him? He said, verily, that's the King James Version, I say unto thee, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. I tell you today you're going to be with me in paradise beyond death for that thief was going to be paradise was going to be uh, that heavenly home you remember Fanny Crosby's beautiful hymn the vilest offender who truly believes that moment in Jesus a pardon receives That's what that thief received that day. He knew such pardon. He knew the Lord to declare over his life, you're forgiven. You're not guilty. Of all your sins, I am going to take your guilt. I am the guilty one today. Today you will be with me in paradise. I'm going to take your guilt. I'm going to take your sins. I'll take the blame. And that thief beyond death would enter into the glory. Can you picture it? Here's Jesus, the King of Glory, as he ascends into the place his, to be with his Father where Jesus would ascend on high, where he would sit at the right hand of the Father, now interceding and praying for us all. Can you picture Jesus now entering through the gates of glory? Can you see the angels cheering? He's home. He's home. The Son is home. The Son of God is home at last. Yes, the angels were watching at Calvary. And there at Gethsemane, one angel was sent down to strengthen Jesus when he was suffering the most. But now they're all cheering him. Can you see one of the angels peering there at Christ? Oh, who's that at the Saviour's side? Who's that? Is, that? is that Gabriel? Is that one of the angels? No. It's the thief, the thief on the cross. As Jesus enters his glory, there now, that thief who would die hours later, would be there in paradise, would be there in the glory with Christ. I can imagine that thief beyond death, holding on to Jesus. I knew it was true. I knew it was true. I knew the gospel was true. All that I went through, it's worth it. Oh, and that thief beyond death. What a testimony. If he was to speak to us today, he would just tell you I'm just a sinner who hung at my Savior's side. Is that your testimony? I'm just a sinner who hung at my saviour's side. For all who put their trust in the Lord, when we die, the Lord says, don't worry. When you die, you'll be with me in paradise. You'll be with me in the heavenly glory. You don't need to worry about that. And yes, a place where there's no more pain, no more sorrow, no more tears, no more cancer, No more wrestling with our sins, no more depression, no more losing of loved ones. We will be reunited with those who had put their trust in the Lord before us. We will meet with them. And yes, we're going to see Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) She won't be known as Queen there. She'll have laid her crown down to her king. And we shall know a great reunion Oh, what awaits us beyond death. And so today, we come to the Lord's table. And you may be feeling, Scott, I'm not good enough. But well, all I'm going to ask you today is, you may not feel good enough for heaven. You may not feel good enough to be a Christian. But can you say today, from your heart, Lord Jesus, don't forget me. Can you say that at least? Can you say, Lord, don't forget me. When you enter your kingdom, please don't forget me. I put my trust in you. And may the Lord speak over your life. Today, you can be with me in paradise, or at least a foretaste of it as you come to the Lord's table. You can know a foretaste of glory as you come this day. And so, can we do that? Will you come to the Lord? And will you come to his table? And it may be your only prayer is, Lord, don't forget me. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for your sweet presence here today. Lord, we can say with Luke, the gospel writer, yes, we're also sinners who hang by our Saviour's side. And so, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the friend of sinners and you are our friend. And so we put our trust afresh in you. Lord, bring us into your kingdom this morning oh may we know the glories of your kingdom as we share at the lord's table may we taste and see that the lord is good and so lord hear our prayers as we do pray in jesus precious name amen well as we now come to the lord's table let us attend to the words of the institution of the sacrament as spoken by our lord and given to the apostle paul For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he also took the cup. He also took the cup. After supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. Amen. Well, we read in this scripture the gracious invitation of our Lord for us to come to his table and to remember him the Son of Man who came to seek and to save the lost, the Son of God who gave his life a ransom for us. In the same scripture, the Apostle Paul warns us to examine ourselves before partaking in the Lord's Supper. The blessings from the Lord's table are only beneficial to those of a sincere, repentant heart and a living faith in Christ as Lord and Saviour. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. And so, let's unite our hearts as we pray together. Let's pray. Eternal God, The whole earth is full of your glory and we therefore come to praise, bless and adore you. We give thanks for Jesus who came to raise us up and to restore your image upon us where we may reflect the glory of the eternal and unchangeable God. Oh, we thank you for the life of Jesus as recorded in the scriptures for the prophecies that foretold his life of hardship, for his perfect example, for his death upon the cross, for his resurrection from the grave, for his ascension to the right hand and for his sending of the Holy Spirit who comes to deepen us in the love of Christ and to lead us into all truth. And we also thank you, Lord, for the experiential life of Christ that flows in this place as we gather together at his table we thank you now Lord especially for Christ's death on the cross for taking upon himself the punishment which was due to us for all our sins for truly he is the perfect Lamb of God the Lamb without spot or blemish, the Lamb slain for us, the Lamb who takes away the sin of the world. And at your invitation and command, we now present ourselves at your table to remember Jesus and to witness before the world that we have been justified, forgiven, redeemed, and have eternal life through Christ alone. And so we offer these our prayers in Jesus' sweet and precious name. Amen. Well, according to the institution, command and example of our blessed Saviour, the Lord Jesus, I take this bread, and having given thanks, break it and give it to you. Jesus said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. in the same manner Jesus took the cup therefore I take this cup and give it to you this cup is a new covenant in the blood of Christ which is shed for the remission of the sins of many drink ye all of it for Jesus said this cup is the new testament in my blood this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me But who is the greatest, one who reclines at table, or one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at table? But I am going among you as the one who serves. So please, taste and see that the Lord is good. And so now, the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, we're going to sing in our closing hymn, when I survey the wondrous cross. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship, comfort and the power of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore.